Kathy, <laughs> you can't handle your beer. Well, not if I pour it up my nose, no. Yeah. Right. Welcome to episode nine of Why Did You Watch with me, Kathy Moore. And me, David Clark. Well, David, it's December. It is. You feeling Christmassy? No, apart you're, from the beard. You're about to feel Christmassy. Awesome. Because tonight's movie is a Christmas movie. Okay. You excited? Uh, uh, the, the Passion of Christ. It's not a Christmas movie, it's uh, an Easter, Easter movie. It? Yeah. Yeah, good point. I was thinking about this. There aren't a lot of Easter movies, are there? Can you think of an Easter movie? Men in Black. Hey? I don't know. Um, I oh seem to recall that. I thought for a moment that I totally misunderstood the <laughs> film Men in Black. Uh, right. Specifically Easter. I don't think there are any. It's really not the point. Yeah, true. The point okay. is... Christmas. It's Christmas soon, and so I wanted to do a Christmas movie, right? So the film that we're doing tonight is Black Christmas. I gave you my heart. <laughs> <laughs> and it was black. Uh, that's all the smoking. Oh. Uh, just to clarify, I don't smoke. You're just casting aspersions about the late George Michael smoking. Well, did he? I don't know. Did he sing that song? Yeah. I thought it was... Oh, right, okay. It was Wham. Yes. Yeah. My... Uh, black Christmas. Black Get us Christmas. back on track. Yes. It was made in 1974. Ooh. That's significant. It's before us. It's before us. I didn't think there was a before us, but here we are. The evidence seems to be there for it, but I've not seen it with my own eyes. <laughs> they were just laying the groundwork for the, the wonder that is us. Jeez, can you imagine the foundations needed? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I was talking for both of us, not just you. Sure, sure. Yeah. All right, it's directed by Bob Clark. Of... Oh, no relation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, um, <laughs> I just bobbed. <laughs> this guy directed Porky's. Okay, I've heard of it. I'd be I think very I might surprised if you enjoyed Porky's. Is that the one where um, it's a bar and someone pretends to be dead? That's... no. Oh. What, what film's that? Are you thinking of Weekend at Bernie's or something? Probably. Wow. No, Porky's is the, the high school romp with lots of what would now be con quite reasonably considered sexual assault and uh oh okay no i don't think i would see that i would probably have remembered quite weird racism uh and um it hasn't aged well this doesn't bode well for this one <laughs> same well, director that's the mad thing though because right so bob clark directed this film he, he directed porky's and he also directed um a christmas story it's like a, an american version of a christmas carol no, I don't oh, think really? so. I don't know anything about it. I, I've heard Americans talk about it. It's something they watch every year. I think it's called A Christmas Story, but it's very wholesome. Oh. So to do this film, a really wholesome film, and Porky's, he's got quite a repertoire. He's, he's quite ranged, this guy. Maybe he did it for the money? Probably. To finance his other projects? I should say so, yeah. Yeah. It stars... It's quite an all-star cast. Mm-hmm. Except that they're not really stars yet. So it's in the making. Stars in the making, yeah. So um, we have Olivia Hussey. Don't make fun. Of what? Olivia? 
Stupid name. Yeah, I'm so embarrassed if I recalled that. Olivia Hussey, she... I knew a girl called Anna Hussey. Right? No mm. relation, I'm guessing? Probably not. Was she was English. Was she of Argentinian descent? I don't think so, no. This, this woman's English. Mm. She's, she's, she's done Shakespeare. Has she? <laughs> <laughs> I've heard of Shakespeare in love, but... Uh... Oh, as soon as I said it, I was like, wow, here it comes. <laughs> Him. But I don't know her from Shakespeare, though, because I, I... It's usually pronounced, I don't know her from Adam. I don't know her from Adam or Shakespeare, but okay. I, what I do know her from is she's the wife of Bill in It. Remember the version of It that had Tim Curry in it? I never watched it. You've never watched It? No. It's, no. David, the, the podcast's long enough as it is. I'm not going through a flipping six-hour film with you. Good, thank God. <laughs> Titanic's off the list. And anyway, that film's brilliant. Oh, yeah, right enough. Mm. It wasn't six hours. It was five hours and 70 minutes, wasn't it? Sure. No, yeah, it was two hours, 74. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cheeky gets. Clever, clever. Anyway, so that's the star, Olivia Hussey. Okay. Who's English, has an English accent, although at one point she, her accent goes a bit Welsh, but that's not important. We also have Margot Kidder. Who played Lois Lane in the Christopher Reeve era? Oh yes, yeah. Yeah. yes, uh-huh. okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She was also so she was she was also in another horror film. She was uh, Kathy Lutz in the um, the Amityville Horror. Yes, okay, yes, mm-hmm. brilliant film that. Okay, they Class. remade it, didn't they? Yes, and they put Ryan Reynolds in it. Right, yeah. right, yes, yes, and ruined it. Oh. With Ryan Reynolds. He's the only thing I liked about the film. Ryan Reynolds, redeeming A actor. remake of I couldn't a think. I couldn't think of anything movie. else. Came with R. Okay, yes. this will be of more interest to you. Mm. Keir Delay? Dulia? Okay. The She's guy... always late. Hey, no, it's a dude. It's a dude. Why that interests me? Because he's the dude from 2001 Space Odyssey. He's the one... It's full of stars? Maybe. Dave? Dave, yes, Dave. he's Dave. Nice. Uh-huh. Dave. They offered the role to Malcolm McDowell, uh-huh. who you'll remember Is he from... Andy McDowell's dad? He's not. No. If Mal- uh, Malcolm McDowell can't have children because he's a, he's a demon. He's the most terrifying human being on the earth. Okay. He was Alex in uh, Clockwork Orange, and he was the guy in Star Trek Generations who was trying to... Get back into the Nexus. The Rift. Ah, oh, that dude. That guy. Uh-huh. But um, he, apparently he sorely regrets having turned it down. Uh, and we ended up with, with, with the guy from 2001 okay. playing the most smug prick uh, I've ever had the misfortune to have to watch. But anyway. Ouch. We also have, finally, John Saxon who also has some horror movie credentials because he was the dad slash sheriff in Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay. And he was also one of the kung fu fighters in Enter the Dragon. Oh, right, okay. Enter the Dragon famously is how you get dragon herpes. (laughs) Burn, literally. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Okay, so that's the cast. And the synopsis of the film is very simple. It is a, a crazed killer murders a bunch of sorority sisters. The end. Oh. That's, yeah. At Thanks Christmas. everyone for uh, listening to uh, yeah. Why Do You Watch? At Christmas. Oh. Yeah. Why are they not all at home? Well, we'll get into that. Snowstorm. No. Uh, they all got forgotten, like in um, Home Alone. No. Except it's sorority 
with lots of people. No, no. <laughs> that's not the reason. It's, it's okay. much dumber than that. So, now here's the important thing. It's a film about a killer murdering a bunch of college students. All female, I guess. All female. Oh. Yes, all female. That's misogynist. It is. And it's made in 1974. I, I said that was significant. So, David, what are the rules to a horror movie such as this? A slasher movie. What are the rules? Who dies first? Ooh. Um, is it the ones who is most promiscuous? Yes, the most right. promiscuous. Okay. The one who drinks and smokes and swears and basically just seems like a well-rounded, fun individual. Yes. She dies first. Oh. Who does not die? Uh, the, the, the uptight Puritan one. Yes, the virgin. The virgin always survives, right? Yes, except in Cabin in the Woods. It doesn't matter if she survives or not. All that matters is that she dies last. That was the, the rule that they set in Cabin, of the wood, Cabin ah, in the Woods. Right. Right. Yes. So, so we know our horror rule. Our, our, Horror movie rules are, you you see the killer in the living room, so you run up the stairs. Yes. Classic rule. Mm. Um, the killer is never that good at running. Yes, it's is, always slow, imminent, slow, yeah. Im impending doom. Yes, and they're they're weirdly indestructible as well. Somehow. Yeah, like they fall off at the top of the staircase and still Just manage sort to of get brush up. Just it off and get yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Your promiscuous women, your drinky fun women. They die first, as do their boyfriends. Oh, okay. Because they led equal them opportunity. Path of, Ooh. Of, of wow! Um, debauchery. Wait, 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 wait. Equal opportunities. What? They can lead each other. It's not always. Not can't always blame the dude. Of course they can. It's an eighties horror. Oh, that's true. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and the absolute classic essential thing you have to have in an eighties horror is a scene where. The promiscuous woman. Something, something. I know it's you, Brad. Exactly. Yes, nice. Yes, yes, yes. And then, and then. Skips, it's not Brad. Skips out into the night in her underpants, going, "It's not funny, Brad." Dead. Yeah, partly because she's like in Canada and it's like minus thirty out, and she just yeah, freezes. she dies of exposure. They just assume literally, <laughs> literally from exposure. Although what she wants to wear is her business. It is entirely her business, unless mm. it, you know. Although in the seventies, I'm sure there was probably some. I don't know. Um, Republican law that people have to be like covered up entirely. Yes. Anyway, so you know your horror movie rules. Vaguely, yes, yes. This film flies in the face of all of them. It's usually one of the other horror movie things is people get killed very intimately. So they don't usually get shot. They get stabbed or axed or chainsawed. Yes. Or well, garroted or whatever. Or pushed yes. downstairs. They're rarely poisoned. <laughs> yeah, or like crossbowed or anything. Cross it's very bowed. up yeah. close and... Personal. Personal. It's a yes. very personal thing because that's scarier, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you just like lift up a beer and then someone's just put a whole load of cyanide in it. Ha ha, you burnt. Yeah. <laughs> <The> Balls. <laughs> ha. Didn't see that coming. Uh, yeah. Hello? Hello? So this film is actually, I mean, it got, it got slated in by the critics and it didn't do very well in the box office and all that stuff. But really, this film laid the groundwork for what would become the 80s slasher genre. Okay. And. Mm -hmm. John Carpenter loves this film, uh, and I would actually argue, as we'll go through the film, you'll see yourself, it could almost be a Halloween prequel. Sure, okay. This. It's one of the first films, and there was probably just... Well, technically, it was Christmas, so it was after Halloween. Ah, but I'll get to that. <laughs> oh. So, it's one of the first to use... I mean, there's only one or two others that did this before this film did it. First 
to use um, uh, a sort of a first person point of view of the killer. Okay, yes, okay. You know, and, and it was Halloween that really popularised that. Didn't Alien do it as well? No, because there was no killer in that. There were aliens, not Yeah, but not didn't a they have it from the perspective of the alien a few times? Occasionally you got to run up a pipe towards the person yeah. you were about to eat. But that was made in the in 79, wasn't it? Yeah, it's late late 70s. Yeah. So, yeah. the first to use this first person POV, it was the first seasonal horror movie ever made. Oh yeah. Before okay. Halloween, it was before oh, I see what you mean. Season of the Witch, it was before When is the Season of the Witch? Um the, the one about birthdays. What? Autumn? It's around Halloween. Oh. I don't know. Um and it was the first film to use a very well known horror trope that originates from an urban legend. But okay. it's the first time it was used in a film. Okay. So when this reveal, I don't know how much of a reveal it's going to be, but when you get to that part, before you roll your eyes, bear in mind it hadn't been done before. All okay, right? <laughs> okay, okay. I'll, I'll try and retain my eyeballs. Just to point that out. The next thing about this film you're not going to like, um, it has three, weirdly, it has three sort of tie-ins to serial killers. Okay. So, I mean, first of all, it's inspired by a serial killer, Wayne Bowden who murdered, I think, three or four women over the Christmas season in Canada. He was oh, Canadian? He was Canadian. Mm. He was such a... His, his nickname, so to speak, was the Vampire Rapist, which suggests that he raped vampires. Which, yeah, it does. If they were going to make a movie inspired by him, I would want to see it as Twilight, but very different. <laughs> oh, yeah, Twilight, yeah. Per it's pretty effort. sketchy. Yeah, serial killers, ugh. Yeah. Um, there was a serial killer in the 1980s called uh, Paul Michael Stephanie, and, or Stefani if you prefer. But if he was in the 80s, wouldn't that indicate that... No, 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 this wasn't based on him. It's almost, this was like life imitating art. He sure. Was, he was known as or the, a copycat. Potentially. He was known as the weepy voiced killer because after he killed somebody, he would phone the police and he would talk in this really weird, squeaky, weepy voice, just like the killer in this film. Uh huh. And possibly the most horrible one was that Black Christmas was supposed to have its network debut on the TV on January 28th, 1978. But gruesomely, Ted Bundy went on a murderous rampage in a sorority house two weeks before that. So they decided not to air it because it would be enormously insensitive yeah. considering what had just happened. Yeah. <laughs> Disgusting. Yeah. Yuck. I know. Horrible. Weird though. Yeah. I mean, they're definitely weird. <laughs> no, but I mean, it's strange that we would end up having three serial killers to tie into the one film. Uh, I suppose so. Yeah. Okay. Let's get into it. All right. Try and feel Christmassy. I will. Imagine, I have a beard. That works. You do have a beard, yes. Imagine a, a massive, one of those massive houses that Americans seem to be able to have. It's a sorority They're all made house. out of wood. That's why they can have a massive house. It's all made out of wood. Why? There's hardly any bricks. Why does that mean they can have a massive house? It's lighter materials, cheaper. 
It's cheaper. It's cheaper. Woodhouse is a lot cheaper. I thought you were paying for the land, though, like the square footage. Yeah, but it's the United States. It's huge. Oh, so lands dime a dozen sort of well, thing. Well, not, not so much in cities anymore, but when mm. the original houses were kind of being built, it's like, hey, I haven't got a neighbour for like three hectares or whatever. Oh. Well, sorry, hectares actually an area, not a distance. But whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, anyway, they've got one of these massive, sprawling, palatial sorority houses. Yeah, usually there's also a lot of money involved with mm. like the sorority house because people do like trust funds and endowments and stuff oh, like these, that. Oh, these young ladies were rich. Yes. Yeah. I couldn't afford that much whiskey. What state is it? Ooh. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so they're, they're in this beautiful, gorgeous house and mm. there's a Christmas party happening and you can hear bells tolling and someone somewhere... There's a choir somewhere singing, singing Silent Night. Carol! Carol! <laughs> I want to see the manager. Yeah. That's Karen. Oh, sorry. Oh, oof, Karen. States. Wrong song. I know I'd hate to be called Karen these days. Oof, yeah. Sorry, Karens. Um, if Only you don't if like you're it, the right Karens. If you don't like it, I am the manager. <laughs> nice. Um, it's called Pi Kappa Epsilon. The sorority house. Interesting. Because PKE meter for ghosts. Ah. Ghostbusters. Thank you. Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. <laughs> ah, classic. <laughs> me and my attempt at an American accent. I think yeah. that's bad. You're going to hear me try and do a Welsh accent. Maybe. Oh, no. <laughs> Goes from bad to worse. So, there's a Christmas party going on. It's all very Sounds nice. sophisticated. It is, sort of, except, well. It usually starts sophisticated and then just like goes... To people puking everywhere and drinking lots. Nobody puked. These oh. ladies can hold their liquor. Okay, okay. Yeah. And the, it's all shot from a very voyeuristic... The whole film is shot from a very voyeuristic sort of angle, you know. Sure, So you yes. feel like you're, you're sort of peering through the windows at things. The camera pans down and round and in, to, in so that you're looking at this party through the window, uh-huh. you know. As if you are the killer, I guess. Well, you're you're just Creeping. on the outside of all this watching, which is which is clever. I do like that. It's a nice nice touch. Very I Christmas Carol. And uh, yeah, and then one of the sorority girls goes into the house, and they're like, "Hey, Jeannie's here!" You know, oh, Jeannie, she's the best. And you see her going into the living room and hanging out with everyone. Oh, lovely! Suddenly, you are first person viewing somebody sort of staggering up the steps and going <laughs> lots of okay heavy breathing yes I guess they were I guess they were running I don't know and the person whoever this is they're looking at the house and they're looking they go up to the door they go up to the window they're looking around and so effectively you're looking around yes okay yeah. um and now it's cut to the inside of the house and we're back to normal film style. Yes. We're not in first person POV yes. anymore. And Barb, i.e. Margot Kidder, uh-huh. she comes down the stairs and sees that the front door's lying open. Okay. She's like, who left the goddamn door open? Who let the dogs out? That's why we don't leave the door open. Yeah. <laughs> so Margot closes the door. We cut back to the killer who... I guess he saw that the front door gets slammed in his face, so that's not going to work. And he looks around the house and he sees a trellis. Yes. And he 
we get to climb the trellis. At this point, I have dubbed the killer the GoPro killer because it just looks like they've strapped a GoPro to an actor and then made him scurry up a However, trellis. this is done in the 70s, like when all camera equipment was like the size of a truck. I know. I don't know how they managed to, to do this It's just this a big guy. boom thing they have it on yeah. an arm, I guess. Behind him, I guess, like over his shoulder so that... We can feel like we're watching. Why, why does there have to be anyone who's actually got it? Do you see his arms and yes, stuff? Yes, you, you ah. watch the arms climb okay, the okay, It's full-on like GoPro. Okay, okay. Style. Mirrors? So you could be filming from the side. You have a mirror to see the hands and stuff. Or sideways. They could have just laid trellis on the floor and had <laughs> a scuttle along it. <laughs> you just see someone's necklace just go bloop. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. Damn it. Cut. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Try again. Well, the GoPro killer has scuttled up the trellis. Barb, meanwhile, is smoking and drinking and swearing. And she's got quite a dry wit. She's quite funny. Barbed wit, one might say. One might, well, she was well named because she is quite, quite spiky. She's There's uh, also a Barb in Stranger Things. That's right. Poor Barb. Yes. Yeah, this one doesn't fare much better. Sure, okay, uh-huh. Um, someone asked her how the Christmas decorations were at the um, the thing they were going to tomorrow, and she was like, "Yuli, <laughs> very Yuli." Nice. Okay, that's quite good. So the phone rings, and it's a proper like nineteen seventies. Oh, one know, of the, those. The yeah, round, damn, yeah. Like dial. <laughs> yeah, it's like, hey, how long is it going to take to phone nine nine nine? The longest. Yeah. Because it's right it's at the only, end. There's only three numbers there, I suppose. Yeah. Oh, I love those phones. Yeah, they were quite fun. Yeah. My gran had one and I constantly played with it. Yeah, that talking clock in Japan got a lot of calls. <laughs> yeah, she <laughs> Until she got a £4,000 yeah. phone bill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Hey, guys, how's Japan? That's a crazy language you got there. Mm. <laughs> Isn't that Homer Simpson? Mm. Well, the phone rings and this... The English lady answers it. There's something about this woman. And then the person on the other end says, talk American. <laughs> yeah. Mrs. Yeah. She she seems really baffled by telephones. Every time she answers the phone, she's like, hello? Hello? Who is it? What? What's, what's happening? <laughs> she doesn't seem to understand. She's tripping balls. <laughs> <laughs> she's really drunk. Yeah. <laughs> Every time she answers the phone, she's like, how does this work? It's like, I guess it's like answering someone else's phone. It's not your house. And you're like, um, hello? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it's the sorority house phone for all the students. Yeah. So I, I uh -huh. guess it is a bit like, hello. But wouldn't you wouldn't you answer the phone? To whom and just are you be calling like, for? <laughs> ahoy, hoy. Ahoy, hoy. This is yes. Pi Kappa Epsilon. How can I direct your call? Yeah. Or something like that. I don't know that I'd answer it by going, hello. It's... How can I hear voices? <laughs> Any, well, anyway, so yes. it turns out the call... Are you sure the phone was ever ringing? It definitely rang. It's she just picks it up high. and just starts talking into it and everyone's like, it didn't ring. <laughs> <laughs> well, in that case, Barb is really kind because she said, Bob, it's for you. Uh, and Barb started talking to it. So she sure. was probably going, yes, yes, I know there's no one there, but she thinks she can hear voices on here. Shut up. Yeah. So Barb takes the call. It's her ma, right? I don't think they have the best relationship. Oh. Um, I think at one point she calls her mom a stone cold whore, which. 
Well, I was just about to say something along the lines of her family is probably quite rich. Um, mm -hmm. So whatever profession she had, she did very well at it. She sent her daughter to college on it, mm -hmm. by the looks, because I don't think Bob Barb has a part-time job. And probably she wasn't also brought up by her mother. It's probably like, I don't know, a nanny or something. A, a legion of nannies, yeah. Might yeah. explain why she's uh, um, quite hard to get to know, I would guess. She's been hurt in the past. She put up a wall as Barb. Yeah. Yeah. Barb wire. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you were thinking it, weren't you? Of course. <laughs> sure. While this is going on, the GoPro killer is in the attic. Does he kill GoPros? Oh, yeah, right enough. The GoPro using killer. Sure. He's creeping. Well, he hasn't killed any. Well, he, well never mind. Um, he's creeping around in the attic at the moment. Uh-huh. And there's... It's usually really badly lit. It is. It's dark in there. There's a window, but not a very big window. Okay. And It's nighttime as well, right? It is nighttime, yeah. Okay. okay. So he's only got the street light to see what There might be doing. bats up there. There were no bats yeah. that I saw. There was, however, a really creepy rocking horse and a... Yeah, and was there a spare dining chair, much like in... Probably, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, there was a rocking chair up there. Hellraiser. Yeah. I'm sure there was, like, that luggage that you mentioned. Ugh, luggage. And the dining chair. Yeah. But they didn't feature heavily. There was an empty bird cage. Oh, very sad. With a ghost bird in it. That'll be the ghost, yep. That's the one. Mm. Um, so he's creeping around in there. And Barb's on the phone to your mum. And uh, the... the the GoPro killer discovers that there's a, a hatch in the attic and he can lift the hatch. How did he get in there? He climbed up the trellis and crawled oh, and through in the, the window. window. Yeah. Right. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, okay. He's found the hatch to get down. Yeah. Is there a ladder to get down next there's, to the hatch? There's a ladder that's affixed to the wall. It's a wooden ladder. Which slides up and down? Nope. It's, oh. it's a stationary ladder that's in a little alcove. So you've got the, the wall of the hall yeah. and then a little alcove, uh -huh. which is just sort of person-widthed. Yeah, okay. With a with a fixed in-position wooden ladder that you can get in and out of this okay. tiny That's little hatch good, in the attic. If you were, if you couldn't fit in a standard aeroplane seat, you're not getting into this attic. You're probably not getting up to the first floor. Probably not. Although in the States, you could easily make the first floor. Yeah, because it's the first floor that, yeah. that you... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Um, I still think that's really stupid because clearly the ground floor is the ground floor. It's on the ground. Yeah. yeah. And the first floor would be the first artificial floor. Yeah. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> Come Madness. on, America. I love how they get independence from Britain and then they're like, what are we going to do to celebrate our independence? I know. We're just going to be really contrary and come up with stupid rules. And we have a slightly different gallon. <laughs> we're going to get rid of the letter U... Yes. And God damn it, we're sticking with Imperial, even though Except the only the other countries like. are Liberia and Burma, but we don't care. We're yeah. sticking yeah. with it. And while Barb is on the phone to her mum, yes. defending her drinking, it's like, no mum, it's a Christmas party. Why is she defending her mum's drinking? Oh, she has no time for her mum's drinking. She's defending oh. her own drinking. Ah. Saying, like, it's a Christmas party. No, I'm not drunk. It's eggnog. Yeah, it's not actually. She just has a straight up glass of whiskey. Nice. Or bourbon. And the, the GoPro killer has come down the attic ladder. And he's seeing her and she's put two lumps of ice in her glass and it just pushes him over the edge. Yeah, he just comes barreling down the stairs. and <laughs> Barrel. Hey? Barreling, like a barrel of whiskey. 
Exactly. He just goes tonk 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 down the stairs. Yes. He's up. So there's the attic floor. Attic floor. Which is the the, the pointy, pointy bit, bit at the top. Uh-huh. Then you have a floor that has all the bedrooms on it. Yep. And then the ground floor under that. Where the bathroom. Which is where the, there's there's some bathrooms upstairs because it's a sorority house. Some of them I'm sure have an ensuite. So the kitchen, the kitchen, living room, hall, entrance hallway is on the ground floor. All of that's on the ground floor. Right. And it's a very elaborate staircase which goes... Oh uh, yeah, it would be when... It, yeah. It's quite twisty but quite wide. It's quite a grand staircase. So you They're go anticipating up, the future obesity epidemic. Exactly. Although no one's getting in the attic. You come right. in the front door, say, and you, you've got the living room to your left... And you've got about five stairs ahead of you before it has a little landing and then twists off to the left yes. and then goes up the stairs. Oh, it doesn't doesn't have a twist left and twist right. It then has a twist right, I think, at the top. It's like Hogwarts. Pretty much, yeah. Uh-huh. And on the that first floor... That makes it sound like I really like Harry Potter, but I don't. I don't wonder why you would pull a Hogwarts <laughs> reference. I've never well, the only, heard you... the only thing that I can think of is the, the, where the staircase is like whipping around. Also, we are in the Harry Potter room. That could be it. Yeah. Anyway. Yes. Also on the first floor is a sort of a separate apartment. And that is where the house mother lives. Mrs. Mack. Uh-huh. Because sorority houses always have a house mother, which is a... Did she return? The return of the Mack. She did return. Okay, She good. returns in the first act, in fact. Ah, okay. And we get to meet her. Mm. She's the comedy relief, but... Is that because she's above the age of 20? She is above the age of 20. Yeah. She's, what, what would you say? Aging spinster divorcee. <laughs> Alcoholic. Oof. Awesome. Yeah. But anyway, I quite liked her. So, GoPro killer's upstairs. Yep. He's coming down, he's sort of lurking on the staircase. He's coming down a bit and he can see Barb on the phone. Because you can either go in the front door and go up the stairs, up the first five stairs before you turn left, or you can go next to the banister over here on the right, and that's where the phone is. Sure, so he's looking down the gap. So he can look down the phone, and then there's some banisters right in front of him, where uh-huh. he would turn right to go into the living room. Yep, okay, okay. He's looking okay, down okay. banisters, and behind mm-hmm. the banisters, that's where everybody seems to go to talk on the phone, for whatever reason. That's where the phone is. <laughs> sure. Because it's not a mobile Yes, it's the 70s. Yeah. So the Go- the GoPro killer is watching her on the phone. And Kinky. You're like, it's so creepy though. Can you imagine you're in your house, you're just on the phone and unbeknownst to you, there's a fucking killer on the staircase. Uh, in my house, it'd probably be okay because it's, it's a really small house. <laughs> I think if there's a killer on your staircase, he'd just scream Fall at you, over. turn the heat up. <laughs> uh, yeah, or trip over. The first time yeah. I used that staircase, I was like, Jesus Christ, are these like staircases made for hobbit feet? Because they're like really narrow. As oh, in like front feet. back. Yeah, relatively. All right, okay. A ballerina. Yeah. A ballerina hobbit <laughs> without hairy feet. I often will be just about to fall asleep and then I'll be like... Potatoes! No. <laughs> <laughs> me too, Cathy, me too. No, I'll be just about to fall asleep and then a wee voice in my head will just go, there could be a killer standing in your bedroom doorway. And then I'll be like, oh shit. And I'll open yes. my eyes and look. And I'm like, well, there's no killer there, is there? Because how would there be? And then I go back to sleep. Well, how like, would there be a killer in a sorority house? It's because you left a window open, Kathy. Oh, Jesus. Don't tell me that. 
did I leave any windows open in my second floor flat? I yeah, don't know how he I... got in through the attic, Kathy. Right enough. However, as far as I can remember, there are no trellis, trellis I, trellises <laughs> uh, outside your place. You do not have a trellis outside your house. I yeah. don't. But they uh-huh. could throw a grappling hook up to the balcony or something. Yeah, but it's it's also like right on the main road, <laughs> and like what is it? Rosie and Jim would probably, probably do like, uh, but they probably just think it's a hallucination. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rosie and Jim are two local um, drug enthusiasts who live in my my town, by the way. Not the kind of whistle glow stick drug enthusiasts. No, but no, the kind no. of the, the Dickensian. The kind that just scream at each other in the yeah. street in a car park. I mean, actually. you've told me that when uh, your significant other. Uh, not that you've got three of them, uh, is a way you barricade the door to the bedroom. I do. Yeah. And I bring like a, a butcher knife with me to bed and everything. Really? That just sounds risky. No, it's not in the bed with me. It's just in the um, room. It's ah, accessible to me. Seriously, you take, you take a knife with you? I've taken scissors and knives and things like that. Just some sort of weapon. Because... Okay. I won't sleep otherwise. It'd be terrible if your significant other came home early and you just shanked him. <laughs> well, I couldn't because he couldn't get in the room. So I had a, it's a, it's a friend who I went to university with and she was uh, in her flat and they heard a noise downstairs. So she and her flatmate um, went down to investigate. So they start creeping down the stairs. And my friend who's at the front turns around to say, oh, I think it's like, I don't know, Callum or whatever it is. It's one of their other flatmates. But he just didn't... Um, Make the same noises as usual. And she turns around and her flatmate's got like a seven inch knife. <laughs> and she's like, apparently she's like some tiny Chinese woman. It's like, what the hell are you doing? And she's like, the was a break in. It's yeah. like, you could have stabbed me. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry, carry on. <laughs> it's funny. That's, um, well, that escalated. That's prepared. Yeah, yeah, That's absolutely. She's, she obviously watches and reads and listens to as much. Also from a very rough place in China, one would imagine. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. If she's like, oh, I heard a noise. Where's my seven-inch butcher's knife? <laughs> <laughs> she's got a whole collection of them and she's like, which one? <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Guns for show. Knives nice for a pro. pro. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what scares me more. This job or your past. <laughs> yeah, it's a good line. line. It's a very good line. Well, I think it's really creepy, just speaking from the point of view of someone who's always convinced that there's a killer in my family. And fascinated by serial killers. Well, that too. Yeah. But from a survival point of view. Sure, yes. Yeah. Mm. Um, where was I? He's looking through the banisters. Down oh, yeah. The yeah. So because the sorority ladies are having a Christmas party, they all have their boyfriends over for their party. Uh-huh. They are predominantly from the, the brother... Not sorority. Fraternity. Nice. The brother fraternity to their sorority. Apparently they pair up. Yeah, sure. Right. Yeah. So the, the Essentially, vol- it's a whole load of rich kids pairing up with a whole load of rich kids. So then there's going to be another generation of, wait for it, rich kids. Rich kids. kids. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And one of them, one of the boyfriends, has a massive fur coat. I mean, I know it's the 70s, but... Really? Has he got like a like a really wide brimmed hat with a feather in it and a cane? <laughs> and a cane. <laughs> no, I was thinking more he should have a bottle of sherry in one hand and the cat tucked under his other arm. <laughs> what is this like Doctor No, what is it? Not Doctor Evil. Blofeld. No, I'm just thinking like a like a spinster in a fur coat. Ah, uh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Okay. A dame. 
Yeah. It's weird. It's weird when men wear fur coats. Is it me. like winter? I mean, like it when I say winter, is there snow? Cold. Yeah, there's snow. It's, right. It's, okay. it's Christmas. Yeah, but I'm not sure which state they're in. They could be in Miami. I have... Also, Miami's not a state, but Florida. For some reason, I think they're in Vermont. Chicago. Oh. Is it really windy? Yes. Chicago. You can, it, you can hear the wind howling through Next the... Next to the Great Lakes. Howling through the single glazing, I imagine. Because it's the 70s. Sure, yeah. So uh, this this dude in the massive fur coat like says goodbye to his girlfriend. They have a little chest like kiss at the door, uh-huh. and she sends him on his way. She's a good girl. Oh, she's the one who gets killed last. It's Claire. Claire's a good girl. Okay. So Barb's still on the phone, and uh, it, it it becomes apparent that Barb is not invited home for Christmas this year <gasps> because her mother is entertaining some dude she met. So maybe she is. <laughs> yeah, at which point Barb calls her like a, a class A whore or a stone cold whore or something like I that. I suppose class A is better than class B. Yeah, so um, awkward. And then yeah. Barb sort of skulks back into the, the, the party again and she says... Uh, oh, she's going to be hurt though. She is hurt. She's cut to the mm. bone and she says, hey guys, I'm going to hang around here for Christmas and uh, go skiing up at presumably the ski club that she belongs to, as in she's a member of. Any of you guys want to come with me? And some of them are like, yeah, okay, Barb. Because they, they feel super awkward for her. Yeah, she's, well, you would. Yeah, uh-huh. so the ones who... I mean, obviously, English lady's not, not going home for Christmas because she probably can't afford to fly all the way back to England just for Christmas to come back. Flying was expensive in the 70s, 80s. Exactly. Yeah, it wasn't just like, hey, I'm going to well. go to New York for the weekend. It's like... Were you made of money? Yeah, exactly. From Chicago. Yeah. Wise up. Yeah. So, so, and I guess some of them live in the area anyway. Sure. So, so mm. they're like, yeah, okay, fine. But Claire says, no, I can't. I've got plans. Not interested. Um, Who's not interested in skiing? Me. You're wrong. <laughs> oh, I am interested in skiing? No, you're just wrong. Oh, okay. Just in general. Skiing's awesome. Well. I want to go skiing. The phone rings again, and guess who answers it? English woman. Yeah. Hello? Are you sure she's not just the yeah. butler? Potentially, at this rate. She does have the most beautiful hair. And she keeps wearing little white gloves. She No, she doesn't. She's yeah. got a nice big sweater with, with um, a nice like knitted pattern on it and stuff. But she's got beautiful hair. It's like the status quo drummer's hair. It's so... That's a reference I'm probably not going to get. He's got beautiful hair. It's Audrey Hepburn type hair? No. She has got long, straight, flowing, lustrous, shiny, lovely, amazing hair. And whenever what colour? Black. Nice. Black. And whenever she like swoops it, it all does that like waterfall cascade yes. thing instead of my hair that goes... Like a... Like a uh... A Pantene Pro V advert. Very much so. And it all just... Yeah. And then she puts it up and then just drops it and all just lands perfectly rather than just like ends up tangled like... I wish there was a scene in this film where she had it up in a bun and then takes the one linchpin holding that bun together. If you any idea the amount of pins it would take to get my hair to stay in a bun. Millions. I would shake my head and pins would just fly everywhere. Like a porcupine. Yes. (laughs) Be like a grenade and just bump. Everyone's got pin shrapnel. Anyway, beautiful hair, not a butler, can't answer the phone, petrified of 
phones for some reason. That's a strange Tinder profile. <laughs> I've seen worse. And she says, guys, it's the Mona. The Moner. Lisa? No, Moner, not Mona. Ah, ah. It's that English thing again. It's the Mona. Well, that's clearly not the killer, because unless he's got a mobile phone and travelled back and forwards in time. Yeah, it's the Moner again. Oh. Right? So what's going on there? He, they all, they turn the music down and they all come and listen to the obscene phone caller. And it just sounds like Gollum eating a live fish. It's really weird. It's just like... All this okay. Then he starts being really crude. He says the C word to him. Catholic? No. Church? No. Not children either. No. And it's not COVID and it's not cancer. He says the very rude C word. Oh, the Anglo-Saxon one. If you say so. Yeah, it's supposed to be, yeah. Obviously, some of the ladies are horrified by this. Some are completely disinterested and Barb is quite amused. <laughs> sure. So she sort of snatches the phone. And the coincidence her... that the phone call came after the guy in the fur coat left. Oh. Am I right? Chris did it. No, Chris didn't. Do oh. it. Um, so, so um, what do you call her? Barb like, snatches the phone out of uh, the English girl's hand and just starts like going, hey, why don't you phone up Lambda Delta Mu? They could use some of this, you know. And They're a bunch of cows. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Thank you. And uh, all this stuff. And Barb just sasses him. And then he, he goes from like, and all this. And then suddenly he goes, I'm going to kill you. Damn. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's sobered up rapid for that one. And then hangs yeah. up. And Barb was like, meh. She doesn't care. Get in line. Right. <laughs> So the goody two-shoes, Claire, she's like, you know, Barb, I don't know that you should antagonise somebody like that in case something bad happens, that sort of thing. She says, that's right, what cannon fodder like you? Yeah, well, exactly. Barb's attitude is just like, whatever, I'm from the city. Also, I got some, like, skis that I've been sharpening all winter. Yeah, I'll just stab them with that little pole that you use Well, to... the sides of skis are sharp as well. Is that right? Well, you need them to cut into the ice. I just slice his head off with a ski then. So she's fine. Mm-hmm. And the Goody Two Shoes is upset. She runs off to pack because she's leaving anyway. Sure. She's got plans. She's going to meet her dad. She's going home with her family for Christmas or whatever. And Barb describes her as because her friends say to her, like, you're too hard on Barb. You're mean to her. Uh, yes. You're too hard on Claire. You're mean to her. Uh, and Barb says, I know a professional virgin when I see one. Ooh. <laughs> Bam! Gima. Yeah. Mm hmm. At this point, the comedy relief shows up. <clears throat> the house the, mother. Yeah, house mother, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mrs. Mack. She's got a mountain gifts and a fag in her mouth. And uh, all the girls are like, oh, Mrs. Mack, Mrs. Mack, let me help you. Yeah, Do sure, sure. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, she's, she's a, a tough old bird. So now we're going to switch from what Mrs. Mack is doing with the girls uh -huh. to what Claire is doing in her room. Sure, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so the professional virgin is packing <laughs> for Claire. She goes into her room and there's a big fluffy white cat on her bed and she goes over and cuddles it. And, oh, hello, Claude. And you're like, ah, isn't she nice and wholesome? Sure, ah. yeah. She's now got toxo. She's got toxoplasmosis and now she starts being really reckless and like riding motorbikes and stuff. No, yeah. that's not what happens. No. We are now back in GoPro killer yep. first person uh -huh. view. 
he's in her walk-in closet. How did he get there? He walked in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so confused there. Oh, come on. How did he get in? I, he walked in. What? <laughs> yeah. I was about to say, oh, he came out of the alley and he came down the Yeah, no, no, sorry. No, no. <clears throat> Silly so joke. He was hiding back there mm. behind her clothes. And uh, so the cat sort of jumps out of her arms and, and goes over to the, the wardrobe. And he, the cat goes into the closet now. I don't know why he chooses to do it now, but he goes into the closet and starts going that weird cat growl, you know. Yeah. That. yeah. <clears throat> and Claire thinks, well, that's strange. And she very slowly creeps towards her walk-in closet going, Claude, what's the matter? What are you doing in there? What's wrong, Claude? She thinks he's taken a dump in her shoes. Probably. <laughs> he might as well. She gets into the walk-in closet and then she's like, is somebody, is somebody in there? And just at that moment, the killer lunges forward and wraps one of those like clothes protector plastic bags oh, around yeah. her head. Ooh. Suffocates her. Like, huh? Okay. She's dead. The virgin died first in this film. Okay. The professional virgin bit it first. And well, Barb, she probably never did. Ha! <laughs> you're not supposed to. You're not supposed to bite, no. No. And Barb is still very much alive and healthy. Awesome. So is right? the cat. And Claude's awesomely, he's yeah. fine as well. Yeah, uh -huh, absolutely. While she is being suffocated to death by her own clothes protectors, they're having a, a gift giving for the house mother. All the girls got together and bought the house mother a, like a house coat, a big flowery. What's like, a house coat? I think it's um, a dressing gown. Right, yes, okay. Yes, it is. It's not a bath. I got a whole lecture about this from my mum. It's not a bathrobe. Well, she did go to gown. finishing school. <laughs> exactly, yeah. This is how she knows the difference between a house coat, a dressing gown, and a bathrobe. And a castle coat is a plate of armour. Oh, yes. Good point. I think mm. I think that would suit this house mother more nice. than a big, well, than a I big mean, if she has to protect gown. all of her sorority children, effectively, from a serial killer, she's having a plate a, mail would be quite good. She's doing a piss-poor job of that. There's one getting murdered upstairs as we speak. Not necessarily her fault. Well, no, absolutely. It's not be everywhere. It's not her fault. And she, she even defends her position on this later with quite a funny line. But anyway. She did that to die. <laughs> <laughs> Never liked her anyway. Yes. He, uh, the GoPro killer, lifts Claire and takes her back to the attic with him. Ooh, creepy. Puts her in the rocking chair. He does put her in the rocking really? chair. Right next to the window. I was, I was going to say, actually, I think she puts her in the rocking horse because it would be funnier, but I don't know why I chose... Yeah. <laughs> That's horrible. Yeah. He leaves her wrapped in plastic too, so her whole head is like laminated with this plastic and she looks really shocked. shocked. Yeah. Yeah, well, you would, wouldn't you? Yes, I'm not having a go. <laughs> yeah, I... Yeah. But this is the thing, so you... <clears throat> You um, you upend expectation. She's dead, but you see that you, you see the shadow of her getting lifted, and then it cuts back to the house mother, and then it cuts back to the attic hatch, and you just see the hatch shutting. Sure. You never see the killer. You never the whole see, film. You never see the killer. Are you sure she didn't just commit suicide? <laughs> Maybe the cat just the look her. on your face. Yeah. <laughs> the cat did it. It yeah. lunged out of the wardrobe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> it was all an accident. All of these things are just purely accidental. It's all done by the cat. Yeah. Oh, there is a book, or at least a short story, called The Baby Assassin, which is where, not an assassin of babies, but the baby goes around killing everyone, but it keeps covering its tracks. What? And it makes one mistake, and oh. the, the doctor the doctor was like, huh, there's only one possible explanation. And effectively, the baby's tried try, try to get away and go back to its room, but the door's closed and it can't reach the handle to get back into oh, the baby's car. Oh, shit. This and is it, like, ends, um... it ends real creepy because the doctor like, gets out some like an excess of sedative and says, come here, Timmy. <laughs> and it's like, that is it. They do, it goes no further. So that is it. So like, you never find out no. what happened to poor Timmy? No, poor oh. Timmy. He killed like four people. He's a baby. They don't know what they're doing. Oh, this baby did. It was a sentient homicidal baby. Uh, uh. <laughs> Who the hell wrote this? <laughs> uh, I could look it up. Bet you five or it's rolled out. No, no, definitely not. It, it, was, it could have been he something like... He stuff like that all the time, though. He didn't just write children's books. I, I'm aware, but it's, it's more Ray Bradbury-esque. Oh, okay. Well... So she dead, looking shocked. She's looking shocked, but we, we've just seen the attic, the attic hatch click shut yes. so we know that he's trailed her off into the attic mm. to do god knows what yeah mrs mack the house mother has snuck off into the library and has lifted out one of the larger volumes and opened it because it's got a bottle of something strong in it a bottle of sherry nice yeah cut sophisticated in. yeah so she's necking is it the bible it wasn't but no. it was under b it might have been a bible Booze. yes yeah, so that's what she says <laughs> b for Booze really? And lifts oh, it off the nice. Shelf. I think you and Mrs. Mack would get on really well. Probably, yeah. <laughs> Jess comes in after her and almost catches her. So Which one's ha- Jess? Oh, sorry, yes. The English lady. Ah, uh, she's Jess. It's called Jess. But we find that out right now. Because the English lady walks in and the house mother goes, Jess, you girls are just too good to me. <laughs> Did they refill the sherry? They didn't. No. They don't know about the sherry. Or they're certainly not letting her know that they know about okay. Sherry for her, for the sake of her, what, Pride, dignity, I guess, yeah, whatever. Sure. And guess what happens? The phone rings. Poor Jess. I'm beginning to get why she's scared of the phone. <laughs> yeah. But this time her mate, Curly, I don't know what her name is. I think it's Phil. Phyllis or something. Okay. But I've been calling her Curly through the whole thing. Because she's enough. got That'll work. tight curly hair. She answers it this time. But it's for Jess. There's no getting away from the oh, phone. Oh, the irony. Right? Sure. Um, Curly goes, uh, Jess, it's him. <gasps> Our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ, on the phone. On Christmas night as well. <laughs> Happy birthday to me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I've also written here, beautiful hair. Which um, Curly? No, Jess. Okay. I'm so into her hair. It's so gorgeous. Anyway. Okay. Him says. Him. How's the party? Uh, and she's, you know, oh, hi, Peter. Peter. Played by Keir Delay. And he says, she said, yes, Peter, it's just a shame you couldn't come to the party. Yeah. And he says, oh, I've been practicing for four days straight. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, is he a musician? He is a musician. I haven't got that far yet, but good guess. Mm, thank you. He's been practicing for four days straight. Um and then she said, oh, you know, it's been a good night. Um, uh, and 
I, I really need to talk to you. She says, I really need to talk to you, Peter. And he says, I've, I've not been to bed in three nights. I'm exhausted. I'm like, I fucking get it. I get it. You've been busy. Why did you bother calling then You've if you been... don't want to talk, I asshole? Know. You've been busy the last four nights. You're practicing super hard. It's called virtue signaling, you isn't said, it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's I don't know how he can hold the phone and pat himself on the back yes. so hard at the same time. Yes. Like, shut up. Also, like, why are you so desperate for me to believe that you have been at the conservatory practicing your piano and doing nothing else for the last four days. Yes. Mm-hmm. Methinks the lady doth protest too much. Indeed. Yeah. Anyway, the house mother, Mrs. Max, brushing her teeth and... Jess's teeth? <laughs> <laughs> She goes all out. No, no, no. We've cut to Mrs. Uh, who's in her bathroom. Ah. Because she's got her own little flat. Yes, sure. Yes. Yeah. contained. Uh -huh. She's got uh -huh. her little bathroom. Uh -huh. yeah. She's even got her own phone line and everything. Oh, she's right. got her own okay. number good and everything. Completely. That Jess doesn't keep coming and answering. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's probably what happened. She kept crying into Mrs. Mac's phone and it was upsetting. <laughs> Mrs. Mac's mother, I guess. I don't know. So Mrs. Mark's brushing her teeth, her teeth, her own teeth in her own bathroom. Okay. And then starts rooting around the bathroom looking for more booze and finds it in the toilet cistern. Clever. And uses it to rinse her mouth after she's brushed her teeth. Okay. Which is a waste of sherry. It depends what the alcohol is. Was it more sherry or is it just like, I don't know, rock gut, rock gut liquor? It said sherry on it. Uh, okay. Also, if you've ever tried drinking anything after brushing your teeth, it tastes <laughs> foul. Maybe that's why she's bad Really bad. Okay. Really bad. But I didn't see her go, <laughs> yeah. she just mm, spat it out. That's the sign of a true, not a true alcoholic, I guess. I, I think this woman's a stone cold alcoholic. Well, she wouldn't have spat the alcohol out. <clears throat> well, she presumably drank some more after. Mm. Claire, um, Jess, meanwhile, goes to check on Claire, the professional virgin. Yes. Claire! Nothing. She's not in the attic, just tapping her on the forehead. <laughs> tonk, tonk, tonk. Why do okay. you look so shocked? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's, she's not in her bedroom. There's no answer from there. And then it just harsh cuts to her, like, rocking back and forth in the rocking chair in the attic. And the killer's oh, yeah. just swinging the, the chair and the killer's singing weirdly. Okay. The killer's Ooh. just like, yeah, 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 sure. yeah, yeah. Okay. It's such a, it's such a harsh cut as well. Where yeah. you're like, oh, Christ. She did. <laughs> she did. well did. Because we've not yeah. seen her dead yet. Now we know. Yes. She's like proper suffocated. Okay. Interestingly, so the music's really strange. It sounds like it's piano, I guess. <gasps> um, Peter. Dun, dun, dun. And the the comp it sounds like the the pianist is just running their hand up and down. The sure. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But the the musician, the, the score composer for this, he tied a load of um, forks and combs and knives and things to the strings of the piano to dampen it. It dampened it and it also warped the sound. Oh. So it just sounds like a warped piano. Sure. I assumed it was a synthesizer, but I don't know if they even had synths. In the 70s. That, I don't know that they were I that available. Probably not. 
They didn't really come into their own until the 80s, did they? Synthesizers? Jean-Michel. Jean-Michel. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that stuck in my head for eternity. I always assumed your head was full of popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't be surprised. Uh, only after the cinema, though. Yes. Oh, I really want some popcorn now. You can have some peanuts. I'm all right, thanks. Fair enough. Claire's dead. Yeah, that's so much is clear. So it's now the next day, and we're out in the street. So they just assume she's not in the house? I think they just assume she went to bed. Or they assume she left already, because she said, I'm leaving. Well, she said she was going to pack. Yeah, so they might have assumed she's left without telling anyone. Mm, maybe. I don't know. They knocked on her door and she wasn't there and they were just like, well, she's asleep or gone or dead or something. Who cares? Party! <laughs> yeah, okay. <clears throat> so there's an old man sort of looking at his watch and scuffling Who's about. the dude who came in at the beginning? Who's that? The guy who scuttled up to the thing looking all gaspy and out of breath. The killer? Oh, you didn't make that clear? The guy who was gasping and like peeping through the window yeah. and stuff? Oh, I do beg your pardon. I assume there were two different people and this is going to turn out to be one of the people who tries to save everyone and like doesn't. But it turns out that person is the killer. That was the killer. And this person who's gasping and out of breath managed to climb up the side of a building. Presumably, while we were spending some time looking in the party, he got his breath back. Okay. Then he climbed the trellis. Okay, so he's probably not asthmatic and doesn't have COPD. He doesn't have asthma that we know of. But one of the characters does. Well, it doesn't particularly matter if it's Claire anymore, does it? <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Well, Claire's dad is standing outside a church at the prearranged meeting point f- for him and Claire. It would be a church. And Yeah, of course. Yeah, professional virgin. He's looking at his watch and he's, you know, looking about the place and scuffling Mary? about. Claire? Mary. She, As in, like, Christ's mum. She was, yeah, hardcore virgin, her. Yeah. Usually don't hear those two words put together. <laughs> hardcore virgin. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh. Um, and obviously Claire's not turning up, so he approaches this um, fella who's... He's something to do with the, the fraternity that's paired with... It's like the dean. Who? Or something like the dean of the university or who the head of the house. The dude who he approaches. No. Oh. He's a young fellow. He's a student. Oh, I see. So he's not like the opposite number of the house mother. No, no, no. This guy's a student as well. Ah, okay. And he is in the fraternity that's partnered up with the sorority yes. that Claire was a member of. But he's not the dude who's got a fur coat. I... No, he's not. He's right. not the dude with the fur coat. Okay, okay. He's rounding up some disadvantaged children onto a bus because there's some sort of charity event where all these kids are getting bussed to that fraternity house where they're going to be given gifts and meet Yeah, this Santa. sounds like another horror film where there's a ritual. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then one child is selected yeah. and he is the chosen one to be sacrificed at midnight. No, it's a community outreach thing that they do as part Tax of Tax write-off, I can tell you now. Oh, I'm very sure it is, because none of them seem to take it particularly seriously. Oh. But anyway, this guy's rounding up the kids to take yep. them to this thing. So Claire's dad, Mr. Harris, or Harrison, 
I haven't quite figured that out. Sure, whatever. Goes over and says, excuse me, I'm, I'm looking for my daughter. I don't know if you know her. Um, she's Her name's Claire Harris. She's in... Pi, pi something. Thigh mega tampon or whatever the fuck it was called. <laughs> wow. Um, Wasn't it PTE? Pi tau Pi kappa epsilon, yeah. Oh, PKE, yes, that was it. Yeah. That's the one. Yes. And this dude's like, yeah, I know Claire. Everyone knows her. Everyone knows Claire. <laughs> yeah, she's not as professional as she seems. Ooh. Sure. Yeah. She's really shit at being she, a virgin. She's allowed to. Yeah. She's an adult. Barb does it. So anyway. the, the usually bees do it. And birds. Yeah. Even educated. So. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Carry on. Well. He gets directions to the sorority house to go and look for his daughter yep. to try and figure out why she He doesn't she know where she lives. He doesn't know where the sorority house is, no. That's weird. It is a bit, isn't it? Because he would have probably, he or the mum or the butler, would have probably dropped her off. He probably has, he probably has the address, but this guy gave him directions. Okay. Kind of thing. Mm. Because we don't have Google Maps yet. I was going to say, before GPS. We didn't have GPS Mm -hmm. or Google Maps or anything. Meanwhile, Santa is at this fraternity house. Mm. It's one of the frat boys. I think it's Curly's uh, boyfriend. Okay. He's being very unprofessional. What's he doing? He's swearing in front of the kids. Okay. Because he's annoyed that Barb has trailed Curly off to this ski trip because Mm -hmm. he was planning to spend the Christmas break with his girlfriend. And now his girlfriend's spending the trip with Barb. So he's going, ho, 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 shit. I was really looking forward to this trip. Fair enough. There's a kid on his lap. Mm. He's just swearing at the kid. And swearing at Barb called her a bitch wow for, you know a barb it. yeah oh sure okay yeah okay mm-hmm. barb's there because they're the the sorority are also helping out with this disadvantaged kids things but barb is being equally badly behaved because she's getting pissed yeah yeah scandal so the dad uh the dad turns up at this that's where the guy takes them so that they can ask all the sorority sisters, do you know where Claire is? Mm-hmm, Claire mm-hmm. should probably be here helping with the charity event, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, oh no, I got that wrong. No, 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 the dad goes to the sorority house first. Okay. So the dad turns up at the sorority house mm. and because Barb and the gang are at this fraternity house, there's nobody there except Mrs. Mack, the house mother. He's slowly pickling in her in an alcohol. Pretty much, yeah. And she does not make a good impression on... Does she hit on him? Mr. Harris. She does not. She doesn't get a chance because she's too busy trying to strategically stand in front of all of the rude posters that the girls have put up. Nice. Including one of, like, two people completely naked doing the ban the bomb sign with their legs. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Very rude. So she, like, and reaches and, like, puts her hand over the dude's bum. (laughs) Nice. Okay. And it's like, like leaning on the wall. Oh, yes. And the dad's saying stuff like, I didn't send my daughter here to be drinking and cavorting with boys and all this. And, and Mrs. Mack is going, no, no, no. I wouldn't want you to get that impression. She's a, this she's is a, a place of learning. Yeah, she's a good girl. Don't get the wrong idea about that. She's, she's an angel. Blah, 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 blah. Her bags are packed, but there's no sign of her. Um... And he, she says she might be at that fraternity thing. Mm. Um, I'll give you directions if you give me a lift because I need to go into town. So that's, that's what's going to happen. 
Mrs. Mack goes to get her stuff. She's not impressed with him any more than he is with her. And he says something. She says, she's like muttering to herself, annoyed, and she's putting her hat on and she's going, don't see why I'm responsible for these girls' morals. It's ridiculous. And then she goes, these broads would hump the leaning tower of Pisa if they could get up there. <laughs> wow. Okay, that's a good line. I know, right? <laughs> Especially now Eiffel Tower is a thing. Do you remember Scream oh, Queens? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh-huh. Mm. Eiffel Tower. Yeah. And she hears the cat while she's muttering to herself. Oh, yeah. So she starts watching. So she does a Claire now. She's going, Claude, Claude, where are you? All this. Unfortunately, she's less patient than um, Claire because she goes, where are you, you little prick? Nice. <laughs> and just at that moment, Mr. Harris comes up the stairs and she just looks around and sees him and she's like, it's very kind of you to give me a lift. <laughs> she sounds pretty funny. She was quite fun. I did like her. Apparently, she's modelled after the writer's aunt. He just wrote his aunt right into this oh, thing. Cool. But the GoPro killer is watching all this from his wee attic space. And then he watches out the window, <clears throat> you know, sort of over the top of Claire's head. He's peering out the window to see um, Mrs. Mac leaving. Mm. So he knows that he's got the house to himself now. And then he slides into the, the, the doorway yeah. with sunglasses and a shirt and <laughs> some <socks>. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and they, you know, they, they cut back to the, the house and sort <clears throat> of... Maybe he's wearing sunglasses because they're all lizards. Dun, dun, dun. They are rich. <laughs> yeah. They probably are lizards. Ah, oh, squared strikes again. Dun, dun, dun. So... <clears throat> we're the camera's zooming out we're looking at the house it's zooming out and up and we can see claire in the window oh yeah like in the window yes. all dead yes and while we're looking at that we hear a voiceover of jess the english lady going yes. i'm pregnant she's pregnant david how did that happen pregnant <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i thought they were all professional virgins oh well worked for mary i suppose Yes, God did it. That, that excuse yeah. has very rarely worked. Only one person ever one believed that. One person has got away with that. <laughs> and uh, it's cut to uh, like a castle with a piano in it. I don't know what this conservatory is, but it just looks like this big okay, stone okay. room, wooden floors, and this piano stuck in the middle of it. The acoustics in here are awful. I don't know why you would put a grand piano in here. Sure. You'd hear a pin drop. Like, dong, through the whole room. Yeah, Awful. Yeah. And Peter says, that's fantastic. Uh, He's happy about it. Okay. Because it's not going to affect him one iota, is it? Because it's the 70s. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's your problem, you know. Uh, and she says, I don't want it. Uh, at which point, what do you call him? Peter Peter's, Peter's less chuffed now. Um, so she, she wants an abortion. Well, that's very progressive. Mm, I know. Roe v. Wade was passed like a month ago or something. Yeah. So how she's going to like knock out an abortion, no bother at all. It depends which state she's in as well. Absolutely. <clears throat> Hopefully one of the more progressive ones. Either that or she'll have to go to England. Now, get ready to hit Pete. Oh, I'm already there. Uh, get ready to hit him more. Okay. So uh, what does he say? He says, you can't make a decision like that. You haven't even asked me. Who says you're the father, douche? 
yeah, well, I've asked the father, so... <laughs> And she said, I wasn't even going to tell you. <laughs> You're seven of nine. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Mm. Um, and then he, he says, I want to have this baby. And she, and Jess is like, oh, fuck off. Like, That's magic. Yeah. yeah. He goes, I want to have this baby. Dynamite. Like, and she says, well, I, I can't. I, I can't have a baby. I don't fucking want to. You yeah. know? Isn't that enough? Yeah. Uh, and he goes, Christ. Don't you ever consider anyone but yourself? Do you know how important this afternoon is to me? Gives no shits. <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> wow. And, get this, he's only wearing a feckin' polar neck. Ugh. What a twat. Is it a tactile neck, though? No. Okay, it's a twat. It's ribbed. Not for her pleasure. Oh. It's a ribbed, Ew. dark green polar neck. Just what is he? In the army? I know. Tucked under his smug little face with his shitty 80s, 70s long hair. Dickhead. Yeah. And he says, I want to talk tonight. Well, well she wanted to talk yesterday. And yeah. you and were too were you? tired. I'm too tired. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. Preparing for this afternoon. Too busy fingering a piano. Exactly. All 52 keys. That's, that's Heinz. <laughs> That's... That's 57, isn't it? Oh, so close. Oh, Heinz. I thought you said that science. (laughs) Oh, wow. That's why I sat back going... I don't know. It's octaves, right? Mm. So it will be a multiple of eight. So... 64? 56? Could be. I have no idea. Either do I. (laughs) No fucking idea. I think it's 56. Anyway, absolutely doesn't matter. Um, I just love this line. Do you ever think about anyone but yourself? Do you know how important this afternoon is to me? Do you hear yourself? Mm. Um, apparently not. And then he goes, he goes, we, I want to talk tonight. 9 p.m. We'll talk. And she goes, I'm not going to change my mind. And he goes, hmm, we'll see. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? What possible argument could he make? He might be dead by then. <laughs> we'll see if we talk by then. You know, we'll there might be a serial see. killer on the loose. Yeah. And she's... So she's like, okay. And then there's this really awkward thing where she has to walk out of this massive room in high heels. <laughs> and the audience is all sitting there going, <laughs> holy shit. <laughs> was, that, was that his recital? Was that what he did? A dramatic reading? Yeah. <laughs> we, yeah. Is, is, this, is this a piano drama? That was, that was awkward, right? It wasn't just me? Yeah. yeah. Um, but she, no, and no, then no. someone comes back in with popcorn and says, what a miss. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you missed it. Yeah. was amazing. Yeah. No, even worse, because the, the, it's a wooden floor. She's wearing like... <laughs> yeah. We just have to yeah. listen to her going... For like four minutes. It's a big room. Yeah. That's what I mean. It's just bang, 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 bang. Yeah. Oh, Barry Scott. <laughs> yeah. And the baby's gone. Ooh. I don't think Silly Bang does that. <laughs> I guarantee if used ju- 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 I thought you were going to say topically. Judiciously. <laughs> if used ju- ju- judiciously. Why Jiu-jitsu-ly. can't I say that word? Well, it is the eighth beer you started to drink. Hi, Derry. <laughs> no, it's the second beer. Not even half the way. Yeah. I just mm. can't say I mean, I wish it was because I was drunk. Judici- judiciously yeah, applied. That's right. Yeah. I'm quite confident Barry, Barry Scott could do the job. Probably, yeah. Wow, that's dark. Yeah. Anyway. Meanwhile... Barb's getting pished. And nice. she's getting the kids pished too. 
Okay. She's giving them alcohol. Sure. Mr. Harris is not impressed. Mr. Harris is on the phone to his wife saying, uh-huh. yeah, she wasn't here. It's the damnedest thing. I'm going to go check them at the sorority house. Nobody and thinks of the parents. No, one thinks of the parents. They don't. You're supposed to In think of In these horror them. films. I know, I know. They're going to be really, distraught. The ones who come home and find all of their daughter's friends massacred throughout their house as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you would, you'd be like, oh, God, that's Samantha's friend, Jenny. Oh, that's Jenny's boyfriend, Tucker. I wonder where Claire is. Mm-hmm. She's probably fine and doing well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it slowly gets worse and worse. And you're like, well, this does not bode well. No. That's really sad, actually, if you think about it. Yeah, it's awful. Yeah. And we, and we stay with Mr. Harris through the whole film. Holding his hand. Pretty much. Throughout his pain. He's very tough, though, is Mr. Harris. He's, he's made of stronger stuff. Mithril. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. I think he's a dwarf. <laughs> nice. He's got six brothers. Oh, yes. <laughs> God, mixing genres of dwarves there. I got very confused. Yes. We're back at the sorority again. Yeah. And guess what? Um, the killer is wearing one of the girl's clothes. No. It doesn't it The doesn't killer take that kind has of dressed thing. the cat in one of the girls' clothes. <laughs> and making them dance. Yeah, dance kitty. No, no, the phone rings. <gasps> and guess who answers it? Jess. Oh, so they're back? Yes. Okay. And again, she answers the phone and goes, hello? <laughs> no one there. Oh. And then, Billy is, is uttered. Billy! Like that. And the killer's just making, well, I, I don't know. The, the, the caller is making weird, creepy right. noises and doing okay. weird voices. So it's potentially the person who threatened to kill Bob. The one who said, um, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Presumably it's the same guy. And he's going, um, Billy, it's me, Billy. <laughs> doing all these different voices. There's like a, a, like a little kid screaming and all this sort of weird stuff. Okay. So she's, yeah, so that's fun <laughs> for her to listen to. She's really not, I don't know why she keeps answering the phone. Maybe she's into it. I wouldn't answer the phone at this point. It's horrible. Either that or they were like playing poker and like when chores were being assigned, so someone's to do the washing up and yes, she just really bad at cards. Yeah. Of all yeah. the jobs for her to pick, the, the, like she's clearly scared of the phone. We can see why no one else wants to answer the phone. Which is oh, why yeah, I think she lost the poker. Weirdo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why. She's, they would have thought they'd just so... change the phone line. You'd think they would just get a new number or something yeah. at this point. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we're now at a police station. Okay. Because Mr. Harris cannot find his daughter. So he's gone to the police station. And would you believe when he went to the police station to report a missing young woman, the police didn't take it seriously? Who's ever heard of such a thing that the police... Yeah. Or dicks about it. And Barb isn't helping, frankly, because she's being bold. She chatting up one of the officers? Quite the opposite. She's insulting him. Excellent. Uh, and he just, he's like, you, shut up. And she's like, you, brush the donut sugar from your mouth. <laughs> she might as well. What she does do is even worse, but anyway. Ooh. So he's like, yeah, my daughter... She steals the donuts. She steals his donuts. God damn, that's, that's harsh. I would do that. They're public servants. The I'm entitled to their donuts. <laughs> I think that's a good Twitter one as well. Carry on. Mr. Harris is like, yeah, yeah, ignore these drunken idiots. 
my daughter's gone missing. And the police officer's like, well, fill out this form. She's probably just run off with some guy. Because that's the explanation every police officer gives everybody. Listen, I have listened to a lot of true crime. And the story always goes, the daughter goes missing. They report it to the police. Yeah. And the police says, well, she probably just run away. That's what women do. The police never say something along the lines of, she's probably somewhere away somewhere doing calculus that will discover new, like, I don't know, was it called? What, the, the pulsars? Yeah, 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 yeah. And therefore, she must not be disturbed because yeah. she she is the key to us leaving our, the celestial bonds of <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Of Earth. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Leave it to the police to have no imagination. Yeah. No, run off with some guy. She's a professional virgin. Who's she going to run off with? Joseph. That's who. <laughs> yeah. It is Christmas. Yeah. Uh, we're back at the sorority now. And... Uh, what do you call her? Uh, the house mother's come home from wherever she was. And they're chatting about Claire being missing. What do you call her? Um, Mrs. Max says, oh, Jess, you know, Mr. Harris is here because Claire's gone missing and we can't yes. figure out where the hell yeah, she yeah. is. Mm-hmm. While she's doing this, she's rooting through the closet in the hall trying to find yet another stashed bottle of sherry. Finds one. It's empty. She's furious. A bloody cat. <laughs> Probably. That's why she's trying to track down Claude, because he keeps Thank drinking Claude. liquor. Yeah. <laughs> Just boots him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, poor Claude. Back at the police station, he did, Mr. Harris did fill out the form. At least somebody's taking this seriously. Unfortunately, the police can't read in this particular police station. Well, they can't read big words, certainly. Hmm. Mm. Because he's got the, the police officer has the form and he says to Barb, what's the phone number for the sorority house so that if Claire does... As if he up, didn't know, Billy. Uh-huh. <laughs> and she, so now, to, before I tell you this, I should explain that in the 70s, phone numbers in America, I guess, had letter prefixes. Dial M for murder. That sort of thing, yeah. So it's an, it's an exchange. S for sorority. So I remember phone numbers used to only have like five numbers and then they, depending on what part of the place you lived in, you got an extra number stuck in there. In or, Northern Ireland? Yeah. Really? In the south of Ireland, they still have five numbers. Oh, wow. Yeah. But anyway, so it's like an exchange thing. So uh-huh. you got a prefix and then you were like, oh, you live in this bit. Yep. Rather than this yep, bit. yep, yep. And in America, they didn't use numbers, they used letters. So... And they would often just say the word, like Klondike, blah, 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 was KL, blah, 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 uh-huh. 203. Yeah. And the cop says, what's the number for the sorority house? And Barb says, oh, it's Felicio uh, 20880. And he's, he goes, Felicio? And she goes, yeah, it's the new exchange, FE. And he's like, oh, okay, what's, and how do, how do we spell Felicio? And she was like, oh, okay, it's F-E-L-L. <laughs> nice. Pretty dumb. While Barb is fucking uh, derailing the investigation because how are they going to get in touch with the sorority house if Claire shows up? Thanks a lot, Barb. Helpful. Mm. Mm. Jess has run off to uh, an ice rink where they're practicing ice hockey. Sure. To find Chris, the dude with the fur coat, who is Claire's boyfriend. Right. Steady boyfriend, I might add. Well, that helps if you're ice skating. (laughs) Very good. Um, 
And Jess explains the situation to Chris and she's like, do you know where she is? Chris, no, I don't, I don't know. We need to go to the police. And, well, we did go to the police and they didn't take us seriously. Shock. <laughs> yeah. He is amazed that people wouldn't take this seriously. Oh my God, this is ridiculous. It's a white woman for Christ's sake. Why aren't, why don't the police care? Guess yeah. what? <laughs> yeah. So we're back at the conservatory and Peter is murdering a piano. Um, I don't know if he, I don't know if he wanted it to sound like this. I'm not, I'm, I, I'm not a concert pianist, so I don't know how badly he sucks, but I really, really feel like he sucks because I didn't enjoy listening to that. It was dreadful. Entitled person who thinks they're fantastic. Pretty much. Mm. Do you know what it sounded like? It sounded like... Claude had been just let loose on the inside of piano. <laughs> yeah. No, it sounded... Because I could see what he was going for, but he was off. And it just sounded like someone must have moved his piano stool, like two inches to the right. So he's playing exactly just, the wrong yes, keys. Yes, exactly. That's what it sounded mm. like. Everything was just discordant and wrong. And there were five old white dudes in graduation robes watching him impassively sweat balls because he's sweating buckets and flicking the hair out of his face and playing Oh, this. showing the amount of passion he's putting into his work. Whatever. And really bollocksing up this, this recital. And do you know what? If you're that hot playing the piano, maybe don't wear a ribbed polo neck with a tweed suit over the top of it. True, yeah. Like He's not a sailor. What is he wearing? Yeah. What is he wearing? It's checked as well. It's got big black and white checks all over it. He'd be sweating balls if he was sitting still. Chessboard. In a snowstorm in that outfit. Yeah. Yeah, he looks mm. mental. Anyway, so I'm guessing the big performance didn't go well. Because mm. mm. he's such a sensitive artist that the information that he's not Sensitive going to about able. himself. Yes, absolutely. Yes. That his girlfriend won't do as she's told has thrown him off and now he plays the piano this bad. But now he's been given what, to him, will be an excuse for being shit. Mm. Whereas he was probably that shit in the first place. Yes, he absolutely, he couldn't, mm. he couldn't have been. You cannot be a concert pianist for a career if you get somewhat bad news that morning and suddenly you can't play the piano anymore. Ah, it's like being like a professional tennis player and yeah. not being able to take any of the pressure. Yeah. <gasps> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can't just McEnroe your way through your career. Except <laughs> with unless you're nice McEnroe. <laughs> well, McEnroe managed, yeah. but you know. Yeah, he did. Yeah. It, it, uh, what a knob. Anyway, yeah. I can't stand people. Does he get garroted with piano wire? I hope so mm. at some point in his life. I hope that happened. He's just awful and so smug. I can't stand smug people. <laughs> smug face. Oh. Yeah. Prick. Meanwhile, at the police station, there's a lady there reporting that her 13-year-old daughter has gone missing. And guess what the police said? Is she black or white? <laughs> no, she's white. Yeah. They said, is it really that unusual for her to be missing for several Maybe hours? Maybe she's to run off with her boyfriend. She's 13. 13, asshole. Yeah. This isn't Alabama. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Where that's legal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? No, I don't think so. Didn't Jerry Lewis marry his 13-year-old cousin? Jerry Lee Lewis, excuse me, not Jerry Lewis. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Jerry Lee Lewis. I have no idea. Jerry Lee Lewis married his 13-year-old cousin. Okay. I will Google it for you, and then I'll find the state, and we'll just see about it's this. It's probably Virginia or Alabama, yeah. He was horrible. Jerry Lee Lewis. 
he married a 13 year old. I think most of the information is there. He's yeah, clearly horrible. He was also racist. Oh, right. So he's a paedophile racist. He's a paedophile racist, David. Yeah. He was from Mississippi. Okay. Blech. How do we get on to this? Oh, yeah, 13 year old. So she's gone missing. And again, the police are like, <laughs> probably just ran off. Is it really that unusual for her to be missing for several hours? I guarantee if I were missing for several hours when I was 13, my mum would have a meltdown. Sure, yeah. That wasn't me. That's your mum, though. <laughs> I sense Cathy is drinking somewhere. <laughs> Not sharing, yeah. Not sharing, that's it, yeah. Chris, the fur coat dude, is very angry. About a missing 13-year-old? No, he doesn't know about that yet. Right, so we switched again. Uh, no, we're still in the police station. Ah, okay. Um, Chris bursts into the police station in his fur coat <laughs> and starts and, and causes a ruckus. And Do you not know who I am? Yeah. I'm Christopher. I am Chris. Of the coat. <laughs> I have a fur coat. Yeah. <laughs> Matt Barry again. And he's, and he's outraged about them casting aspersions about Claire having run off with some dude. I'm her dude. If she was going to run off with anyone, it would have been me. Well, skate anyway. What? Skate uh, away. Skated away. Yes, yeah. exactly. She would have skated away with me. And, while we're on the subject, why is no one taking this seriously? Which is what I want to know. I'm with you, Chris. Why is no one taking this seriously? And there's a 13-year-old girl missing that they're not taking seriously either. Yeah. The hell is going on? Okay, we're going to stop it there for part one of Why Did You Watch? Join us next time for part two. Why did you watch it?